This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the new Full Focus Pocket and Full Focus Notebooks. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash pocket. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Blake, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Why was that the funniest greeting ever? I Hi. feel like you just like like you just um, ran up to me on the street and needed to tell me some, something important. Like I just like ran into you like on accident. Like, yeah, whoa, hey, hey Blake. Blake, hey, hey. whoa. Wait, you did this podcast too? Wow. What are the odds? That's crazy. It really is amazing. I'm glad to see you here on this bright and shiny Monday. Yeah, absolutely. And and Verbs, you too. Hey, Verbs. Good day. Good day to you both. Glad to see you. <laughs> Happy Monday to you. The three of us together. Yeah, that's right. Um, So basically, Blake, you're saying that my intro was kind of like a mistake a little bit there. Like it wasn't as good as normal. Is that kind of what you're saying? Uh, maybe I I don't know. I mean, you set such a high bar for yourself. So, well, you know. Well, I'm not sure how to say this because I feel so awkward now, other than to say um, today we're going to be talking about mistakes uh, in our work and kind of making the same mistake over and over again. Yeah. Maybe you felt like you're in a rut, like you kind of keep going around the same wheel, making the same mistakes. You know, Something's not working, but you're kicking yourself because it sort of seems like you fall into those things, those patterns, those errors. You repeat them, and it just feels like, okay, I'm a little overwhelmed here. This feels like trying to fix this is just too overwhelming. It's too much, and I'm, I'm stuck in a rut. Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of times when we start to tell ourselves we have that narrative in our head that eventually we just label ourselves as not organized. We're just not organized people because I'm just kind of stuck making mistakes and wasting time and, you know, it just feels too hard to try to get out of it. Yeah, and it feels bad to be stuck in a rut, of course. No one wants that. But the truth is you don't have to be. You know, if you find yourself repeating the same old mistakes – uh, the problem is not because you're the same old person and you're not growing and you don't have the potential to succeed and not make those mistakes. You really just need a tool to help correct those mistakes. Uh, and that's what we want to talk about today. We have a solution that's going to transform the way that you work so you don't get stuck in those ruts of mistakes and errors and things like that. I think we all pretty much know the feeling of repeating the same old mistakes. It's like you hear that definition of insanity, right? You do the same thing, expecting different results. But why do you think we do that? I think there could be a lot of reasons. You know, I think of the, have you ever had like your remote control is like the battery's dead, but like you only think of it when you try to use the remote control. You don't, you know, you don't think of it when you're at Kroger the next day. I have a better, I have an even better example than that. That's a good one. But, okay, you know when you get in your car and you're going down the road and then it starts to rain and then you turn on your windshield wipers and it's like, those don't work. <laughs> and then you, but then you forget about it until the next time you're in the car and you're like, I literally cannot see the road. Like I'm about to, but you don't think about it again until you get in the car and it starts raining. 
Exactly. It's it's one of those things where we don't usually think about that until it's it, the problem shows up again. You know, in in other times it's like it's it's just a little bit of a problem, like a a slow tire leak. Not to continue the automobile <laughs> uh, analogy here, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I should probably fix that, but it's not super urgent right now. But then over time, obviously, it increases, increases, and then all of a sudden, it's a glaring error we've got to deal with. Yeah, and I think you know what we've learned is that you can really fix any problem if you focus on it. You know that problem will just continue to be a problem. Your windshield wipers will continue to be a problem until you actually take the effort to say, hey, as soon as I get in my house, I'm going to write in my full focus planner that I need new windshield wipers. Or, you know, you really kind of make it part of your system to evaluate the way you work and figure out, okay, where where am I having problems? And yeah, of course, we keep talking about uh, car problems. But I think our everyday work life is filled with small little tiny problems that we kind of dismiss or we keep back on the back burner until, like you said, it's become a glaring issue. Exactly. Yeah. And I I know I've been guilty of that. You know, little things, if it's following up with people, if it's just crossing those T's, dotting those I's, um, but they can become big problems. And other times, they are big problems, but we swore we would never make that mistake again, right? But we didn't actually take the time to deliver the focus that we needed to on that issue in order to fix it so that it never happened again, right? So we do need a system. We do need a process for capitalizing on wins and eliminating those mistakes. So what we'll do in this episode is show you exactly how to do that through four simple questions that you can ask yourself every week. Yeah. And I, I think ultimately, you know, you're going to have a lot of confidence because you've really mastered your workflow. You've really mastered, okay, when I do have a problem or issue or an issue, you know, I know that I have the system to be able to address that. So it doesn't become that big glaring problem that we've talked about. And then you ultimately are able to make positive change little by little, week after week. You can learn from your mistakes. You could capitalize on your wins and get a little more productive every week by asking these four questions. Now, by the way, these are found in your weekly preview as the last step in your after action review. Now, here's the first one. Question one, what should I keep doing? It's a great question. This is where you focus on what you're doing right. So no matter what's broken, there's usually some things that are working well and there is a huge psychological boost when you start out thinking about, well, what's working and what do I want to keep doing, right? It, it boosts your confidence to, to not think that, you know, it's sometimes easy to think that your life is just one series of uh, overused windshield wiper blades and dead remote controls, right? It's actually not just a series of those. There are some things that's working. So what do you want to do? What do you want to keep doing rather that is working. That's what you're asking here. Yeah. And if you're asking these questions, it's kind of part of your weekly preview. You know, you've already listed your wins um, from the week before, and you've already reviewed your big three and kind of checked what progress you made towards those. And you've already looked at what worked and what didn't. And this question is really what moves you from 
the analysis to actually how do I make action on what I've looked through so far. So again, you're affirming the actions that you took that you want to continue to take. And I, man, for me, this is so key because I'm I'm that person, it, I mean, in the middle of an event, I can be thinking about all the things that we could do better next time. You know, it's, I have to be really intentional to say, okay, what actually was awesome? What did we do so right? Um, and so doing this process has really helped me a ton reset how I look at the actions that we take. Yeah, I think one other benefit of doing this is when you consider what do I want to keep doing, it naturally lends itself to drawing a principalized understanding of why things work or don't work for you. So let me give you an example. In my Workday startup, one of my things that I, I started to do was to fill out the agenda in my full focus planner, right? It seems pretty obvious, but you know that's a thing that I was doing when I, when I would do that. It really worked well to just write out that agenda and to go through my various inboxes, email and otherwise. So that works. And I can remember writing that down once in my weekly preview. And I got to thinking about just the household part of my day and how sometimes you know, things felt a little frantic or my wife and I would just go through their whole day and all we will have communicated to each other is logistical things, not relational connection things. And that wasn't working for us. <laughs> Shocker, right? And so I actually got the idea for, well, I noticed that it works when I'm writing down my agenda. Why don't I do that kind of for us almost? And I sort of started making these little daily briefs, so to speak, just for the two of us, like in a shared note to say, hey, here's my schedule. Here's what you're doing. Here's admin we need to take care of. Here's things going on. Here's what's for dinner. You know, I'm cooking dinner tonight, stuff like that. It's just a small tweak to sort of start in my morning ritual. And it has really created some smooth sailing. And that came from this question. Hey, what should I keep doing? You'll discover things that maybe you could start doing, which we'll get to later, but uh, that maybe you could do in another area of your life. Yeah, and I think the key there is this really helps you identify those high leverage tasks. You know, once you identify that, you know, like that's really uh, going to move the needle for me. So the second question after you ask, what should I keep doing is what can I improve? And I've already said this, but I love looking at, okay, how can things be improved? Now I will say this question is a nice question because it assumes not everything is a dumpster fire. Like everything's not terrible. You know, it's tempting to look at things and see more broken then really good. But this is kind of, it's, it's not saying, hey, start all over. It's saying, okay, what can you do to iterate on what is already there? What could you do to improve incrementally here? Exactly. I found myself asking this question and I so appreciate the wording because sometimes what my head wants to do is just say, well, how about not stink at everything anymore? How about that? But it's hard to really answer, give that answer to that type of a question. And our brains they'll answer the questions uh, that we give them to answer a lot of times, right? Yeah, I think it's like we naturally want to ask ourselves, like, how is everything terrible? You know, and that's not what this question is. It's what can I improve? And there's a huge difference in those two questions. 
Yeah. So think about things that you attempted that maybe you felt like, gosh, I didn't do it. You know, like one of my quarterly goals is to start back up a writing habit I used to have. And so I set sort of a, a certain amount of times and, and kind of amount of words I want to be writing. And, you know, I, I can think back to when I first dug into this habit and it was just pitiful. It felt like, whoa, I, you know, usually I kind of had that post goal set burst, right? And then I hit a little bit of like a bad week and I was like, oh, dang, I really fell off the wagon here. And by asking, well, what can I improve? All of a sudden it put me in this frame of mind of going, you know what? I could improve at least 10% on this. And maybe what I need to do is change my activation trigger for that habit. And that's how I'll improve. So that's the type of answers you're looking for. Well, and I think that's a really great example because you're going to have things that impact you personally, like that example does. You're also going to have things that apply to other people. You know, it might be the people you're living with. It might be your children. It might be team members. And anytime it's with a relationship, there may be a little bit of negotiation that needs to happen uh, on that improvement. You know, for example, if I was working with my team and, you know, we were having a meeting that just wasn't working, you know, maybe saying, hey, rather than canceling the meeting and just being like, that meeting is terrible, um, you know, working on how can we improve the agenda to get us towards what we're trying to achieve as part of this meeting. You know, that's that's a step of improvement. And again, not from like totally scratching it and starting over. And sometimes that's necessary. I mean, frankly, but this is really about how do you make the steps to improve? Yes. I think the key word there is making steps, you know, or the steps you want to focus on the actions that you're going to do here, right? So you don't want to write down, well, I need to be better about my weekly preview, or I want to be better about my morning ritual, be better about not checking email at night. Be specific, right? Think about a certain step or an action that you can do that might change your result by 10%. You know, incrementally move yourself forward uh, towards what you're trying to do. That's the point of this question. What do I want to improve? All right. So question number three is what should I start doing? Again, another uh, question that I love because it is all about thinking about the possibilities. And sometimes when we have problems, you know, it's easy just to be like, this is the worst. I want to, like, this is where I wish I could do your voice that you do when things are terrible voice. My things are terrible voice? Yes. You know, you're like, things are so terrible. Yeah, I was just baiting you into doing it. That's that's all that was. Oh man, I'm like that was amazing. This, you do this voice all the time, but that's what I kind of feel like we want to do in our head is just like this is the worst. But that doesn't really give us any like proactive, creative energy for what we need to start doing. Um, and honestly, it doesn't give us any ownership or power over fixing it. You know, it's kind of like a real victim mentality of problems. Yeah. I think what we want to do here is to consider, like you said, the possibilities, you know, what, what could I start doing that won't add complexity? You know, you don't want to go for just how can I, you know, make things too complicated for myself, but what can I do that is simple, but would do a better job of getting 
the right stuff done? You know, what could I start doing? Uh, is there something, you know, what's been missing, in other words, from my process towards trying to hit the goals or the objectives or completing the projects that I want to achieve, right? So only add actions that are going to save you time or improve your efficiency. You don't want to use this question as sort of a free-for-all just opportunity to just, oh, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that, right? Because then you're just setting yourself up for a lot of you know, wondering, you know, in your next weekly preview going, oh, here's what didn't work. I tried to start doing a million things, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you have any examples, Courtney, of, of times where you've added something? Hey, you know what? I need to start doing this. Yeah, actually, I mentioned this in our last episode about how I started reviewing agendas on Friday afternoons for the next week. And that came directly from this process of like, what do I need to start doing? You know, I was able to identify, you know, what I needed to keep doing and what did I need to approve. And then it was like really easy to be like, okay, I've got to start having intentional time to get ready for the meetings that I need to have. And I mean, it's worked great. Now, have I each week, I may look at it and be like, hey, you know, actually, I could improve even more on that by having my assistant set up all the agenda templates before, you know, it's time for me to review them. You know, everything is like a process and an iteration. But it was so key to actually just getting started doing that process. I love that. I love that. So think about, you know, what could I do? What could I start doing that wouldn't take much time? You know, maybe you can start doing that only take Maybe you can start doing something that only takes a few minutes, but it saves you a half hour, right? Think about it in that respect. So what should I start doing is the third question. Question four is what will I stop, right? What am I going to stop doing? I should have looked this up before this podcast, but what is that like famous quote about like, it's not what you do, it's what you don't, it's what you didn't do. Is that like a Winston Churchill? I'm I'm probably like totally wrong. Hey, um, I think be... Albert Einstein once said. <laughs> I think. What will that I stop? To say there's there's a wise my, proverb that says my in my weekly uh, preview as I do this process this week. I'm going to say stop trying to quote things on the podcast when you don't <laughs> know who said it. So don't do that anymore. Stop that. Um, but I think that's such a like really freeing idea of like. It is really important for us to evaluate what we need to stop doing. You know, some tasks, some meetings are just a weight around our productivity. Um, It is dragging us down. And sadly, those things really, what they do is they really make us miss opportunity. Yeah, it's easy to fall into a pattern of just doing things the way you always did it. Right. I think we can be afraid of change. You know, there, there is sort of a comfort, I think, to doing things the way that we've always done them. And change usually involves risk and unknown and subsequently can create some fear or resistance in us. And, you know, I, it may not feel this way, but some of you listening know what I'm talking about here, where there's almost a subconscious comfort in being really busy because then we're not left with a void of, you know, <laughs> our thoughts or of opportunity or of change, right? And so it's easier to say, well, I'm too busy to change things or whatever. Whereas what this question does is really cause you to reckon with that of going, you know, what should I stop doing? What is causing me things? 
what should I stop doing? What are the things that I am doing that aren't actually producing the results that I want? They could be very good things, <laughs> you know? They don't, they, we're not saying, hey, well, I need to stop smoking or something, you know, an unhealthy habit or something. I mean, sure, you can write that down, of course. Um, but sometimes there's things that are on the surface fine. They're fine things, but they're not, I think you said this earlier, Courtney, they're not high leverage things. And as a result, we, we're exhausted and we're not getting progress on our goals. Those are the things that take some courage, I think, to stop doing. Yeah, I think that's the really the really key thing here is, you know, having the courage to take the steps to stop doing something and not, you know, honestly, it can be kind of a fear thing that we're even afraid of stepping out and making those changes. And frankly, there are some things that you should stop doing right now, like today. And, you know, it might be as simple as there is a meeting that you have been going to for the last whoever knows how long that just frankly adds no value. And you need to stop going to that meeting like today. Um, You know, there may be some reports that you're doing that no one is reading or videos that you are producing that no one is watching. Those are things that you need to really evaluate and say, hey, actually, I don't know that this is high leverage, that this is really benefiting me. Yeah. And it may take some time, you know, for that, for the meeting, for instance, maybe you've been invited and you're a part of that meeting. Maybe you don't just um, stand everyone up and you don't show up, but it may take some communication. It may take some rearranging, especially if it involves delegation to somebody else. Maybe the task needs to be done, but you don't need to be the one to do it necessarily. That could take some time, but you want to establish the clarity with this question, right? You want to establish, you know what? I should stop doing this. I need to stop doing this. And even if it does take time or if it does take courage, don't give up. You know, I want to encourage you to think about this question as your path towards real freedom. This is this is how you create freedom is you have to stop doing things. It's productivity isn't just about starting more things or doing more things faster. It's also about stopping things that on the surface may seem like all well and good, but truly they're keeping you from the freedom that you need to enjoy your life and and reach the goals that you truly have for yourself. You know, I I feel like we cannot move on from this question without giving one more example. And I think it really is being the middleman in communication. You know, you maybe early on, it was easiest for you to kind of like coordinate certain information. And then you, it's going to take some work for you to get yourself out of the middle of it. And so you just keep doing it. And then you find yourself like, I'm literally just copy and pasting, you know, a message from this person to send it to this person. And it can go on way longer uh, than we ever intended. You know, that's another one that you could probably get, you know, to take the time to get out of that and stop doing that. I think that happens a lot. I love these points that you're making, especially the comment about freedom. And I think, like I mentioned at the beginning, just the built in uh, within the weekly preview, the built in. Uh, step of just doing this after action review, or at least this segment of it is something that I know I've grown to appreciate. But not only that, just have a desire to continually do that more consistently because it makes you stop and pause um, before you start that new week and just do a general, very authentic assessment of just where you're at in your mind, where you're at in your head and realize, okay, if I'm making these mistakes repeatedly, 
man, I could actually have a level of freedom if I just take my take myself through these steps and ask these questions. So one thing after this episode we can say for sure is you can make yourself more productive every week with these four questions. Number one, what will I keep? Number two, what will I improve? Number three, what will I start? And number four, what will I stop? Now, if you need a simple way to remember that, think of the acronym KISS, K-I-S-S. Blake, Courtney, any more final thoughts before we land this plane here? Um, A final thought is that Felicity, my daughter, just learned how to blow kisses. And so that's all I can think about when you say that. (laughs) Hey, that's that's really sweet. That's adorable. And the other being... um, Always have a fresh a fresh pack of batteries um, when you're watching Netflix and you need to grab that remote. <laughs> Very true. And an extra set of windshield wipers. Always. <laughs> um, well, I do want to say if you are not familiar with the Full Focus Planner, because we've talked about the weekly preview and that this is part of that, you know, you find that that's part of the process with the Full Focus Planner of going through this each week. And we've mentioned this in previous episodes. This is also an, a very powerful tool to use with your team. Um, you know, anytime that you do a project, and um, this is this is the the process that we go through. You know, as the chief marketing officer here, we are constantly doing promotions or activities. And after every one, we stop to say, "Hey, what do we need to keep doing? What can we improve on?" You know, what should we start and what should we stop? And it brings so much clarity uh, to the next time that we do something similar. You know, we really look back at those and take the learning from it. And again, it just creates this beautiful process of improvement. So again, this can work in your personal life um, for this like incremental progress, but it also can work for a team context in a corporate environment and any kind of organization to make incremental change. Beautiful, wonderful advice for all you team members and team leaders out there. Thank you, Courtney. This, my friends, has been yet another episode of The Focus on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for those that are leaving those beautiful reviews. As a a gentle reminder, the only review I accept is five stars. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, you can review whatever you want. Just so long as it's five stars. That's right. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I, we also accept four and a half stars. Um, well, I'm just rambling. I'm in a goofy mood. Yeah, you know, this. Like, <laughs> like if, we, if we need to go through the kiss process of this episode, you know, I'd love to throw out that we... What should we stop? Stop, stop having awkward <laughs> intros by Courtney. Stop with the quoting of people when you don't know when the quote is from, and then also having rambling closings by Blake. That's what I would mm. Well, I think, Courtney, we could, you have to I think, think I could just improve my rambling. Oh. That was, I was about to say, think positively versus stop using quotes. Start just researching the quote and still hit us with the quotes. There we go. And what we need to keep doing is have verbs, um, bringing that wisdom, bringing that summarization, as he so does, so confidently yet so... Uh, gently nuanced. I appreciate it. This is the most productive podcast on the (laughs) internet. So please share it with your friends and remember to use the hashtag focus on this podcast. Okay, y'all, we will see you back. Well, we won't see you and you won't see us. 
but you know what? We can listen to each other. And by that, I mean you listening to me primarily and also Courtney as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, We will be here next week and uh i just you know what our literally we we have a kind of like content plan as like we go through these episodes and ours literally says next week we'll have another how would you pronounce that blake um boffo boffo episode so i know y'all are all thrilled about that boffo episode it's gonna be here next week so boffo to the max that's right well until then everyone stay stay focused. focused This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the new Full Focus Pocket and Full Focus Notebooks. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash pocket.